0: Um, two but the opening words you might have even heard before the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day they pour forth speech night after night they display knowledge the heavens declare the glory of god i wonder when the last time that you made something was now if you're an adult and it's not your job to be a potter or a painter i don't think looking out there's any potters or painters there might be that i just don't know about Um, but if you're not somebody who, for a living, makes stuff, maybe the last time you did it was when you were at school. And some of you who are still at school will remember the last time that you made something. Um, it might be something that you made under sufferance. Um, some of you at secondary school, um, depends on the subject, but you might quite enjoy using the laser cutters or the, uh, the, the sanding machines or the kiln to pot, kiln some clay. If we're at primary school, actually, sometimes we're We'll get into a little bit more. we we'll make something and actually feel quite proud of it. Um, it wasn't that long ago that my mum and dad gave me a box um, and said, here's your stuff. And this was stuff from when I was at school. And one particular thing that I remember very, very distinctly was an aeroplane. And I'd made an aeroplane out of papier-mâché. You know when you get paper and you, put it, you sort of wet it all and put it in glue and then you put it over... Excuse me. Uh, when you, you sort of put it over a wireframe, they let it dry, and then you paint it. And I spent days and days and days making this thing. Um, when I was giving it back, it was by then 20 years old, okay? So I'd made it when I was about, I don't know, eight or nine. And I was well into my 20s by the time I was giving it back. And you can imagine what it was like. It had been up in the loft. Um, and mum and dad, I'm sure, had kept it very carefully. But by the time I got it, it was covered in dust. It was looking a bit pale. I, do you remember? It was red and blue is what I'd painted up. Not quite sure why I'd chosen the colours. just liked them. It was a bit faded. It was covered in dust. And worst of all, one of the wings was hanging off. And actually, do you know, there was just a little bit of me for a split second, even though I was nearly in my 30s, there was just a little me just went, oh, I made that. And then I caught myself and thought, yeah, I know, I made that 20 years ago, it's fine. But actually, when we've made something, when we've poured ourselves into something, it matters. To us, Whether you're a musician writing a tune, whether you're a poet writing a poem, you might be writing up your PhD, you might be painting a picture, you might be creating a beautiful clay model. When you've made something, you've put something of yourself in there. It matters to you. And one of the things the Bible says about the beautiful world in which we live is that it matters to God. He's poured himself into it. So when you look at a beautiful flower or a frog hopping across your garden, or I don't know whether you saw this amazing film, um, Nick Merrifield, who lives just across the road here, yesterday afternoon, about 3 o'clock, took a, a, about a 9-second bit of video. It's on our Facebook page. Um, of It must have been two or 300 swallows, beautiful birds, um, all just sitting exactly evenly spaced. Um, It was almost like they'd done the sort of, you know, military thing of, like this, across our roof, just on the roof tile, Um, probably getting ready to migrate, getting ready for their enormous, um, you know, thousands of miles um, uh, flying across to wherever it is they spend our winter. Um, Actually, when you look at a beautiful bird, a beautiful flower, when you look at the incredible stars in the universe, actually what you're looking at, according to the Bible, is... God's handiwork, something that God has poured himself into. And that's why the psalmist says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. In other words, he's using poetry language and he's simply saying when you look at the world, it's telling you something about God. It's telling you God is incredibly creative. Um, any of you see Blue Planet 2? Yeah? yeah. was not it fantastic? Uh, when, you, when you went down to that deep dive thing, yeah? Right down at the deepest ocean. And you saw those creatures that for the first however many billions of years of this planet's existence and the first few tens of thousands of years of human beings' existence, we didn't even know were there. I mean, until last year or five years ago or ten years ago, half those species had never been seen before by human beings. But God didn't go, do you know what? You only need one type of jellyfish. I mean, in theory, you do only need one or two types of jellyfish, but God made thousands of types of jellyfish. I don't understand why God made so many different types of algae. It's not my favorite plant. It's just sort of green and wet, sort of sits on top of the water. Or different types of spiders. I could have done with none of those. Or different types of housefly. I mean, the fact is, God has made this incredible variety of stuff because he's creative, because there's a joy in what he's made. He made far more than he needed to. And actually, when you think about it, he didn't really need to make what he made for food, did he? I mean, scientists even now are saying that they could create a sort of, you know, grey paste that would give us all our nutrients, you know, your, your different minerals and proteins and vitamins, and you could just sort of spoon it in, this sort of gloop. But It'd be really boring eating like that. There'd be no sort of creativity or life or joy in food. But God could have done, except for that that's not the sort of God that God is. God is a God full of joy. A God full of creativity, a God full of life and energy and generosity. And he's just lavish. He loves giving far more than he needs to. And so when the psalmist says the heavens declare the glory of God, what he's saying is use your eyes, use your ears, use your nose, use your taste buds, use your hands, use your feet, and see what is out there. Experience what is out there and then let it point you to God. And then if it points us to God, it then says to us, And then this is how you might use it. This is how you might react to it. If God's given you a gift, you're going to use it well, aren't you? If you get given a gift, if it's your birthday or Christmas, and somebody gives you something and they've put a lot of time and effort, even just into choosing it, let alone making it, and you're given it and you just go, yeah, thanks. They're going to feel pretty grotty about that. They're going to think, well, they don't really care. They don't really think much of it. They don't think much of me. I'm the one who gave it to them. But what if even more than that, you're given a gift that you're meant to share? Um, Stephen and I were, were away the last couple of days and we went into a sweet shop. There's a very nice um, sweet shop where we went, real old style. You know those ones with all the um, all the sort of bottles on the wall? You know, the the, the, the jars and you get bonbons and so on. And I reckon that there are about 150 different types of sweets in that shop. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking, well, I'd quite like some of these, but I know if I get them, Stephen's going to want to share them with me, Um, and I did buy some chocolate-covered Brazil nuts, which are my favourite. Do you know what the fantastic moment of realisation was? He doesn't like Brazil nuts. I'd completely forgotten that until I got them out of the shop, and I said, do you want one? He said, no, I don't like Brazil nuts but actually when we've been given something to share actually isn't it terrible when you keep it to yourself if somebody gives you some sweets say will you share that with your brother or your sister if something's a box of chocolates for your family and you scoff the lot yourself give yourself a sore tummy actually they're meant to be shared the amazing gifts that God's given us are meant to be shared with all Um, most of you I've given one of these too but if I haven't please make sure you don't leave without one Um, this little bookmark because next week is actually our Harvest Sunday. It's not an all-age service for us in the afternoon, but we're still going to be marking um, Harvest Sunday. And for us, um, quite often, and this year is certainly no exception, we focus Harvest Sunday on the food bank. We're on a food bank in the Link Centre on the Ivorbridge Estate, and it's there to give food to those who are literally at the point where they don't know what they're going to eat or their family is going to eat the next day. Not just, I can't choose what to eat, which is usually my problem, but... I don't know what we're going to eat because we've run out of money and there's no food in the fridge and there's no food in the cupboard. These are people of all sorts of different walks of life. Some people have never experienced anything like this in their lives before. They've had jobs and and households they're part of and just things have crumbled. It's usually three or four things all go wrong at the same time. Quite often, somebody's lost their job. Maybe there's been some family breakdown. They might be dealing with um, some mental health issues or addiction problems. But it's usually three or four things all happen at once. And somebody sits in front of us just going, I don't know what to do. I have literally nothing to feed my kids. Here's a little way, a little way, in which we're able to share a little bit of what we've got. So if this week, if and only if, you have a little bit to spare, even if it's just one thing that you can spare, then next week it would be a lovely way of simply saying to God, thank you for what you have given us. Here's a little bit of a way of being generous. On the back of the bookmark, you'll find a shopping list. It's not that you're meant to go out and buy everything on that list. That's, it's not that sort of shopping list. Um, it's simply so that what we get is really useful. These are the things that we're short of. These are the things that are most useful. These are the things that we can um, keep in the store cupboard there um, uh, in the Bridgelink Centre and here in church. And these are things that we will definitely use over the next few weeks and months. Here's a final thing, a final thought. We've been thinking this term about prayer. And I don't know whether you ever think of praying for creation, praying for the world, praying for the environment. But the Bible says, according to the psalmist, that when we pray, we're not just praying for the world, we're praying, this is going to sound a bit strange, praying with the world. So it says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The, heaven is, the heavens are worshipping. The world that God's creating is worshipping. Because it reflects him, it points us to him. And when I pray, there's a little bit of a, a way in which, in a sense, I'm just doing what all of God's creation does. Alongside all the rest of what God has made, He made me too, I'm giving glory back to God. In other words, I'm pointing people back to Him. If you ever go to a beautiful art gallery and you see an amazing painting, or you go to a photographic exhibition and you see an amazing photo, or you, if you go and see some pottery or something somebody's made, it points you back to the person who made it. Well, that's your job too. When people look at you, your job is to point people back to the person who made you. And when you pray, you're doing that too. You're praying with the whole of creation. And what you're praying for is that God will do now what he's promised he will do fully one day, which is to remake all things perfectly. If you ever read the the end of the book of revelation don't be too scared of the book of revelation it's a book of uh, amazing poetry and some of it sort of makes your hair stand on end because it's incredibly vivid and some of it is so beautiful and some of the most beautiful parts are where he talks about god remaking the world just as it was always meant to be and when i pray and when i work hard for creation when we work to put the Northcote Nature Reserve in, when you do something different in your garden to attract um, wild, um, wild animals or to look after the hedgehogs who are there. It's these tiny little steps to saying, we're looking forward to the day when God makes all things new, so I get to start a little bit here and now. So we're, we're quite proud of our bronze award. Um, it's, um, it's a good thing to get. Um, it is only the bronze award there's a silver and a gold to go we're already thinking about how we get the silver um, next the gold is quite a stretch i have to say but anyway it's meant to be it's meant to be Um, but the point is this we're not just doing it to be trendy we're not just doing it to try and fit in we're not just doing it to earn brownie points with the neighbors actually we're doing it because it's part of who we are as belonging to god's family as belonging to god's creation of worshiping the god who in jesus made all things this is his stuff He's lent it to us. He's given it to us. So we're going to care for it and we're going to care for one another. We're going to pray and then we're going to finish our service um, with a final pair of songs that point us towards the God who made all things. Let's pray together. Let's begin simply by, if we close our eyes, I want you just to visualize, think of something in your head in a God's amazing world that you think is really beautiful. Okay, whether you're old or young, simply think of one thing that you just think is really beautiful there's no right or wrong answer to that something beautiful in god's amazing world it might be something in the deep blue sea that you saw on blue planet might be something in your back garden it might be something in kew gardens or richmond park might be those swallows that were getting ready on the roof to go on their amazing journey just pick one if you can And just in your heart, very simply, just with one word, just simply say thank you to God. Just thank you. He didn't have to make it like that. could have made a really dull, lifeless world, except that's not him. He's a God of life and of creativity and of wonder. Thank you, God, that that's the God that you are. And then secondly, just imagine in your mind... Just visualise one thing you can think of that reminds you that the world is quite a broken and damaged place. It might be something really obvious like a, a factory chimney belching out smoke and pollution. It might be a huge rubbish dump where children maybe in some parts of the world are having to just earn just enough money for food by clambering over the rubbish and trying to find bits of metal or bits of plastic to recycle. It might be the plastic in our seas. It might be an animal that has swallowed something it shouldn't have done and is um, being damaged by it. Just one thing. And we're just going to use one word, which is sorry. I'm sorry that that's the world in which I live. I'm sorry that I'm partly responsible for it. I'm sorry that I'm greedy too, that I take it for granted too. And then finally, just think of one thing you know that we can do to make it different or better. Might be something in your own life that you could do differently. Might be something you don't want to take for granted anymore. Maybe something you want to use a little bit less of. Maybe something you're determined to give away. Maybe something you want to change in your back garden or something you want to help with at school. And we're just again going to use one single word. Please, please help me to make a difference. Please help me to be part of your solution. Please help me to work for that day when you put all things right and the world is renewed. I'm going to suggest that we pray the Lord's Prayer. Now, I had not popped the Lord's Prayer on the... Um, projection thing but if you looked up um lit space dash space lords it'll come up any joy good let's pray the lord's prayer, prayer together and the reason that it's so relevant is that we pray in that may your kingdom come may your will be done on earth as in heaven we're praying and working that on this earth things will be as they will be in the world to come. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours forever and ever. Amen.